Well, good morning, everybody. Ah. Well, thank you very much for the groundwork you did this morning, Neil. I'll just throw this away. It's gone. <laughs> Last weekend, um, I was truly blessed by um, uh, a number of really wonderful men that uh, surrounded me down at the uh, men's camp. Um, to say that, that, uh, that it was exactly at the right time for me is an understatement. I really needed those men um, around me last, uh, last weekend because I have been struggling. I've been struggling now for um, probably, oh, I don't know, six to 12 months. But we'll get into that, um, into that shortly. But God, um, last weekend, started to work in me again and basically um, he grabbed hold of me and belted me up one night and, and uh, out of that came some, um, uh, some decisions and changes in, uh, in, in what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. I guess what I should probably do is um, start with prayer. That's always good. Ah, Father God, you truly are an amazing an amazing, wonderful, miracle-working God. And Father, I more than, than a lot of others uh, uh, should, should realise that, should see it. But Father, sometimes um, I get complacent, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that, uh, that last weekend when, when I really needed to be surrounded um, by good Christian men, Father, that, um, that that's exactly what happened, Father. And I thank you for opening my eyes. And Father, I thank you this morning for, um, for giving me the word. And yes, it was this morning because it was late at six o'clock this morning. I still had nothing. And Father, you are true. You are true to your word. You asked me to trust in you. And, and Father, uh, um, you've honoured exactly that. So I thank you, Father. And I pray today that, um, that this is not just seen as... Um, as a testimony by Bob Parrott, that it is um, uh, that these words um, uh, and these thoughts are not mine alone. That that, that uh, you've told me that there's many um, many around me, Father, that are thinking and and doing and, and acting in the same way, Father. And and uh, I pray that you touch the hearts and minds of all that can hear your word this morning. Amen. Well, big changes to Bob this week. Um, Wednesday morning uh, was a culminating point for me. As I said earlier, I, I've spent six to eight months um, just feeling rotten, feeling rotten about myself, um, being physically ill, um, and most of the people here know that uh, that. March last year, I was diagnosed with um, chronic myeloid leukaemia. And this has got nothing to do with leukaemia. God healed me of that and, and it's has gone as far away as the east is from the west. Yeah, and praise be to God. The problem is, I started standing on things like that, saying, 
God is always there for me. God is always there for me. So I don't have to do much more. Um, and that's the way I started uh, started thinking. I'd going, oh, well, that'll be right. God's looking after me. And over the last, say, 12 months, in my work, uh, there's been a major change. In a, it's, a, a, it's a national contract worth to defence a couple of billion dollars. And I've been uh, involved in uh, formulating it, uh, meetings to, um, to tie in, uh, to, to transition out the old contractor and bring in the new contractor. And more and more this year I found myself um, in a place that um, um, they refer to as spin these days. Spin's um, uh, that thing that uh, you tell everyone everything is rosy, everything is good and things will be fine and we as Christians know it as lying. And I've found myself amongst this. Um, I've been in meetings where... Um, my boss, for instance, would say, uh, that memorandum of understanding was accepted by the last contractor, um, so that this should be a smooth transition to the new contract. That's right, isn't it, Bob? And I know that it's a lie, but I've been nodding because, you know, it's my job and it's my career and um, if I don't agree with this fella... Um, I'll probably be looking for a job next week. And this has not just happened on one occasion. This has happened on a number of occasions with things like that, where I've gone, uh, yeah, and I've sat there and felt embarrassed, and, but I haven't said anything. I've just gone along with it. And um, I noticed about, about six weeks ago um, that I started getting really sick. Uh, I wasn't sleeping at night. Um, I, I had chronic gastric problems, <laughs> tied to the toilet every couple of hours, and I blamed everything from uh, it's probably I'm eating wheat and all the rest of the stuff. Uh, Karen started changing my diet, and I'm now eating cardboard and stuff, but that didn't fix anything. <laughs> but all along, I, I, I think I knew in my heart what the problem was. I just... Um, Hadn't been admitting it. Well, anyway, this week, um, it, uh, things had just got on top of me. I, I was uh, looking at things critically and blaming other people for, um, uh, for the, the things that were going wrong with the contract transition. So I was going, oh, it's because people are lying and all that sort of stuff and that's why this is not working. But never was I blaming myself because I was part of this. Anyway, on Wednesday, um, like I said, God got hold of me. And following the, 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 um, the men's weekend, God got hold of me and he gave me a bit of a shake. And um, again, I had no sleep. I was sick. And I woke up on Wednesday morning. And I went out into the lounge room and... Um, uh, I kneeled down and and I cried out for help, just as Neil had said before. I knew I was in a bad place. And I've been doing things in my own strength for way too long. And that is probably the thing that, that 
that most leads me to sin because I get full of pride. People come up to me and they pat me on the back and tell me what a wonderful person I am and how good I'm doing my job. And instead of giving the glory to God, I've been going, yeah, I am pretty good. Um, I'm good at this. And uh, the <coughs> the footprints uh, thing it used to be on the back of um, uh, my wife's um, mother's, my mother-in-law's toilet door. Even before I was a Christian, it was up on that toilet door. And I'd look up and read what it said and I'd go, oh, that's a really good story, that. And just the other day I thought, I'm in footprints. God's been walking beside me. And then all of a sudden there's one set of footprints. And God hasn't left me. He's been carrying me. But I've been thick. I've been a thick Christian. I haven't been able to see that that's what was going on. I just thought um, we're having a bit of a quiet time at the moment. Now I know that the Lord has not left me. That, that, that's just never going to happen. I, I know that. But I haven't been recognising him beside me. And I've noticed that um, my prayer life was so shallow and, and I apologise to all the people in the last say six to eight weeks that I've prayed for that have come to me and asked me to pray and you've got bread and butter prayer rather than the full meal. And I can assure you that God knows what I wanted to say and, and, and the prayer will, you know, the prayer will be there, but really um, I just haven't been right. I haven't been right in myself. I haven't been in the Word. I've got a Bible on my um, uh, computer at, at work and it's there so I can pick it up first thing in the morning and, and read it. But I've been so flat out doing what I thought was important work that I haven't been reading the Bible. Um, I pick it up every now and again and I flick it open and I read a passage, but it's not, it's not feeding me, it's not getting in there. And, and um, I was starting to become a really stale Christian, which is not good if you're in leadership of um, uh, this congregation because people expect that, that, that I'll be um, um, deep in the word and, and that I'll be praying and... Um, and I haven't been doing it. I've just been stale and, and rotten. Well, anyway, on Wednesday I cried out for help. And um, I went to bed that night. So Wednesday morning I went to work that day. And um, I didn't get a lot done. It was just things going through my mind and whatever. And I came home that night and um, I dreamt... Um, what I needed to do. And so I'll just say God spoke to me and said, you need to resign from work. Now, this is 35 years. This is a career. This is something that I think I'm good at and all the rest of the stuff. And God's saying, throw it in the touch. And my first thing was, what have you got for me? It's nothing. Got anything for you? You just got to get out there. You got to put your trust in me, knowing that 
I'm God and, and I'll look after you. And more than anyone, I should know that's true. I've witnessed miracle after miracle, and they can only be described as miracles, and yet when God says to me, resign, I start to question, well, <laughs> well how am I going to feed the kids? Um, how am I going to pay the mortgage? Anyway, I went, I've got to do this. God's told me to do it. And um, I got up in the morning and I went out and I prayed and I basically um, I said, God, well, I'm, I'm going to do um, exactly what you, you know what you want me to do um, and I trust you. Anyway, about half an hour later, um, Karen wakes up and comes out and God had been talking to her. And she just sat down next to me and held my hand and she said, you know, you, you're not in a good place. And, and she said, you need to resign your job today. I went, wow. Um, you know, although I was praying out loud, I wasn't praying out loud enough to go through a couple of walls and go into the bedroom and, and whatever. But um, like, like most of my major decisions in my life, Karen has known about it before I've made them and has just straight off the bat said, blah, out it comes. Yeah, oh, thanks God. Yeah. yeah, well, that confirms that. Anyway, I went to uh, work on, um, uh, on Thursday morning and the first thing I did was... Um, I wrote out a resignation letter and I sent it off to my boss. And the moment I did it, now I'd been sick that night again, the moment I did it, it was like I was invigorated. There was just, I felt so good and I felt light. And um, I then went out and told, there's 10 people um, in the section um, where I work, I said, look, you need to know because things will be happening and changing and, and whatever, I put my resignation in today. And they're all going, oh, you can't do that. No, you know, all the rest of the stuff. And anyway, that afternoon, um, the commanding officer of the unit um, came to visit me. And uh, we sat down to talk. And he's that person that I've been talking about, that the spin person, you know, tells the the... Builder Lily stories, the, the lies and whatever. And I'm not blaming him because he is in a corporation or in a business where it's just become commonplace to do it. It's not seen as lying. It's seen as just bending the truth a little bit. But anyway, to say that he came with a wheelbarrow full of gold and jewels and, and um, you know, everything that, that I would think, oh, that would be really good, uh, in the business, well, he just rolled it out and he kept saying, I'll do this for you. And and he even said things like, a big part of my job that I really enjoy is training and mentoring people. And um, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, I trained and mentored a couple of um, um, and, uh, young Indigenous people and they've since gone on to do pretty good things. And one of them, Nikki, um, uh, still works um, for me and uh, 
that's what he said I'd be focusing more on, training and mentoring. And straight away, pride comes back in the door and goes, well, Bob, that's what you wanted to do. Um, You wanted to be able to um, uh, train these people. He even said to me, I will move this person here across to this position and I'll move you into that position. So that's a promotion. That's going somewhere else. And I'm going, wow, this is good. And he said, all I ask you to do is... I said, look, I I just can't make a decision like that at the moment. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, whoa, this is good. I'll go and talk to Karen, tell her everything is rosy. And uh, he said, I just want you... Because I said, look, um, I'd spoken to God and I've spoken to my wife and I'm doing the right thing. And he just had an answer for everything. And I don't know how many of you have seen the... um, uh, a movie, The Passion, and you see Satan come up behind the people and he's just there and he's just whispering. So Satan's crouching round and he's whispering behind the people. And that's exactly, after he, after he left, that's he, the first picture I got was that. And uh, I felt so rotten. Again, I was back in this cesspool of stuff and, and um, the other thing was, again, I had this weight on my shoulders and I almost couldn't stand up. And um, so I had to go home to Karen and, and tell her, you know, I was, just, I was just so disappointed in myself. I'd done a really stupid thing. And um, that night I was sick again. Um, spent the whole night on the toilet, spent you know, hardly any sleep and and then um, involved a, a huge discussion with God and uh, he gave me um, words, just not verses, words and um, one of the one of the things in my job is um, we apply what they call a lean principle. And it's, in, it's a thing you, you use in manufacturing and, and, and other things, in IT and, and things like that. And what it is, it's trimming the fat off. So if I want to go from here to the, the back of the, uh, the room, then if I, provide, if I do a lean process, I'll go straight up the passageway here. If not, I might go across there and across here and across there. And after a while, I'll get back to the back door. So lean is identifying... All of those things, those obstacles that are slowing down a process or making it inefficient. So God said, lean. And I thought, it must mean lean on me and I'll take the burden off you. Um, I'm thinking verses, whatever. And then later on in the conversation, I got, it's not about money. All right, okay, it's not about money. Um, Trust me. Um, And then there was, it's beyond your understanding. Okay, I'm a bit thick here because I'm not putting it all into where it should go. But I knew after the conversation that I had to go to work and I had to put my resignation. I had to say to the boss, no, it's, I'm going. It, 
I've made my decision. And so I, I got to work and uh, first thing I did is I, I rang him up. I didn't know he'd been in there since half past six. So I got in there and said, oh, um, come on over. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, I can, boss, but it, uh, it's going to be a short conversation. He said, have you made a decision? And I said, yes. He said, oh, well, we've got a meeting this morning. Uh, just see me before the meeting. And, um, and so I did. Anyway, I told him that um, that I will be moving on, that my resignation has to go in, and that I'd write a new letter so it was dated today so that the person that didn't put it in yesterday didn't get in trouble or whatever. Um, so I redid that. And the moment the words come out of my mouth, I was back flying, I was back, you know, happy. The stomach ache and the headache that I'd had all morning went, gone. I sat, I was in this meeting and I was just alive, you know, and I knew that on the 27th of June, I will no longer be there. I'd go quicker, but you, you really have to, um, to give, <laughs> give three weeks' notice. And there, there was the other thing, they, they don't have anyone to replace me. So I've got to, you know, I'll have to mentor someone for a little bit. But that's okay. And the moment I did that, the um, passage came straight to my mind. And right now I'm going to, um, to read it. When I find the page, it's blown over. There we are. And it's from Proverbs um, 3. And I, I might I might ring, read from the beginning and I'll tell you but from where I'm referring. Because this is the this is the um the prayer. When I asked for help, I prayed for wisdom. Okay, Proverbs three. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. And then from verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So God was applying a lean process to what um, I needed to do. He was taking all those zigs and zags out of my life and he was telling me that he is there for me. He then rebukes me. He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honour the Lord with your wealth, the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. And do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. That's the wheelbarrow dealt with. 
She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honour. Her ways are pleasant ways and her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the deeps were divided and the, and the clouds let drop the dew. Just that um, from, from 5 to, um, to 20 is my life in a nutshell. It's what I believe. And I've realised that I've been um, not turning away from it but not paying attention to it. I'd got into a place that was um, uh, complacency because I believed that, um, you know, I got cancer. God got rid of it, hardly a challenge. Um, I've told people before about uh, coming across an accident many years ago and um, and cradling young boy in my in my hands and and um, because I was frightened, I was only a new Christian and, and and I was frightened that the effect that his death would have on me. And I prayed that God don't let this happen. Now the people that had already been there had abandoned him; they, they thought he was dead. I couldn't feel a pulse. And then this young. Um, uh, boy, and I wish I could remember his name. It's a biblical name, um, and it will come back to me one day when it needs to be there. But it's not important this stage. But he coughed and he threw up on my hands and whatever, and I knew he was alive. He coughed all this rubbish out and he started breathing. And um, praise the Lord, he got his life back, but. I got my life. Um, And I don't know why I do this thing where I just think everything is rosy. God's on my side. I don't have to do very much. He's just there. But I'll try harder, um, especially to recognise that. And the best thing is I've got a group of people around me that can help me do that. Um, the people that arranged last last weekend, um, Luke and 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 Lyle, you've got no idea um, the effect that 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 what you did has had on my life. You've kickstarted it, you've reinvigorated it, and I'll do my best from now to um, to honour that time. As I said at the beginning, what you've been listening to now, you may just see as a a testimony from myself. But I ask you to look inside yourselves and see if in some way you too think, God's on my side, that's all I need. Um, 
I can just motor on in a um, happy Christian way. Because if you, if you become complacent and you let your prayer life drift away, if you're not immersing yourself in the word, then you're going to be in the same place that I was in. You're going to find yourself physically sick. You're going to find yourself um, um, thinking um, terrible things about yourself. So today, my prayer is, if you've been thinking along these lines, if you've been thinking that maybe you're a little bit unworthy because you're not doing those things, you're not in the Word or, or not in prayer, then just reverse it. Just get down on your knees and pray to God, call out, please help me. And they are the words, help me. Because until I've got this thing where I think until you, um, you plea to God, you're only asking him, you're saying, God, I, I want you to change this or do that. But until you humble yourself and you cry out and you say, God, help me, he'll get around to it. But when he can see that, uh, that you are desperate, He'll just do it. It'll just happen. It'll be instantaneous. He'll smash out whatever's um, whatever's there, and and um, I'm just sorry that it took me so long to just get down on my knees. Um, I know about it. I've done it on every occasion. I've done it. God has worked a miracle, and I think in this occasion I'm going to chalk this one up as another miracle because. Um, I was really starting to to, um, to drift away. And Neil, your message this morning was just <laughs> so on the mark. Um, Karen and myself went for a walk this morning around the block, our block. And I didn't have a clue what she spoke on last weekend. Um, we hadn't discussed it. Didn't know. And she she's just talking to me. She said, you know something? Um... I just said that to, uh, uh, or God said to me, just put your trust in me. And she didn't have anything to say until that morning. And when she's talking to me, I thought, oh, people in church are going to think we're idiots. <laughs> um, you know, I knew, well, I, I knew on Friday morning that, that I'd be giving the message this morning. And why is it until Sunday morning I never had anything written down? And even now, there's that. <laughs> and I don't think, I, well, in fact, I only just looked back at it then and I'd said everything anyway. Um, God told me to trust him. He told me that he would give me the words. I ask now that, that, um, that you sow those words into your heart. I do ask that you pray for me because um, I've prayed for wisdom. God's given me the first step. So after the 27th of June, I don't know what I'm doing. I just know that I'll be doing something for, for God because that's what he's told me. There is one more thing I'd like to say. When I was um, um, uh, 
diagnosed with cancer. There were a lot of people praying for me. And I was praying. Except there were a lot of people praying that I'd be healed. That was not my prayer. Um, Karen knows that. Neil knows that. I prayed that God would use me, that God would enact his will in me. And if it was that I was healed, then, well, that's a good benefit. I'm still around. But if, if the Lord was to take my life at that time, I didn't have any fear. I, didn't, I, I wasn't frightened of dying. Um, in fact, I actually thought that it might be that way, that I would uh, be one of those people that he would use to show that um, stayed true to the Lord and died with dignity and people would say, that's what you need to do as, as a Christian. You need to put your faith in God. Well, that wasn't the job he gave me. There'll be other people that he does that to. He just said, no, nah, I've got another job for you and you're healed. And you've, you've heard Neil talk about that, how it just happened. Just, he told me one night you'll be healed. I went and had blood tests the next day and everything was zero. Um, apart from a little bit of anemia, we sorted out later. Um, he truly is an amazing miracle-working God. And why at times we don't recognise that and we think things are too big and that he can't um, um, or, he, or he won't do something for us is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not alone in doing that. I know I have conversations during fellowship and people ask me things and I often say, <laughs> say to Neil and... It's a bit silly to say this, but I sometimes say, why don't they just wake up? <laughs> why are people so silly? Why don't they just read what it says in the Word and believe? And here am I telling you that, why am I so silly? Why don't I just read the Word and believe? And I can tell you that that's what I'll be doing. So... Hopefully today that you have got something out of um, this and you don't just see it as a testimony, but you see it as something that, um, that affects your life as well, your life in Christ. So I think we'll close there.